You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, moving on to the Texans and Bucks. What a day from C.J. Stroud. 470 passing yards. 470 passing yards, okay? That's a rookie record. He broke Andrew Luck's record. Five passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Insane day from him. Insane day. I'm Canadian now. He is a legitimate <laughs> star in the making, dude. Yeah, he's just played out of his mind. You know, obviously, we didn't really like this matchup, did we? I mean, the matchup was like, all right, but we were like, how much do we want to lean on CJ Stroud this week? At least maybe that was my feeling. Maybe you thought differently, but I, no one could have seen this type of game coming. <laughs> like, I, I, like I was talking to you before the podcast, before I left, I took a little time away from football. I had Tank Dell in my lineup, and he had like four points. I was like, oh, man. This is one of those games where it's just like nothing's going to happen. This was like a quarter of the game. And then I come back to it. It's like Tank Dell is 29 points. I'm like, wow, he must have had the biggest day of any Texans receiver. And then you come down, you look at the list, you look at the game log, 27 points for Noah Brown, 27 points for Dalton Schultz. Like CJ Stroud looks and feels like the top quarterback in this class right now. You know, that's that's what I think. And I think you and I were on the same page when we talked about CJ Stroud coming in. We we're like, this is a guy that really has an opportunity, you know, to come in. The weapons weren't that bad. He was probably going to have the better season between him and Bryce Young. That was a big co- comparison that we were making. But I, I didn't see this coming. Like five touchdowns. That's amazing. Like I don't know how many people had him in their lineup, but if you did, like a lot of people had him in the lineup this week. I mean, we had him. We all had him ranked as a top ten quarterback. There was a lot of quarterbacks on by. He was probably started in most leagues than not. Right here, I'm I'm week. pulling up on sleeper right now. Just right here, it says he was started in 45 percent of leagues. I don't know if that's, that's like this week. Less though. than that. I don't know if it's this week, but right now, uh, maybe those numbers didn't come in yet. You're right. And I guess it's true because there were also a lot of weird quarterback situations, like who was actually starting Jaron Hall or anybody yeah. that this week. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he wasn't more right. lineups than you thought, but that it was just a great game all around. And he can build on this. 100%, man. 100%. Um, Tank Dell, like you mentioned, went crazy in this game. Six catches for 114 yards and two touchdowns, including the game winner. 26% target share. Uh, you know, Noah Brown, I call that one, Zach, okay? Um, didn't realize he was going to have go six for 153 in a touchdown, but damn, he did have one of the best matchups of any wide receiver coming into the week. We talked about it on the wide receiver podcast on Friday. If CJ Stroud is that guy, maybe Brown can be a plug-and-play like type of flex guy, you know, this season. Like, not plug-and-play, plug-in type of guy if you need it in, on, in the flex. Now, Robert Woods is hurt, so maybe when he comes back, it affects his role, but, you know, it really comes down to how good is CJ Stroud, right? And, and how many guys can he make fantasy relevant? You know, like these guys are going to be inconsistent, you know, like him and, you know, Dalton Schultz potentially. Like, can you talk about Dalton Schultz for a second, dude? 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets, right? 81% route participation last week. Didn't have a whole lot of targets, but it looked like the targets followed that route participation this week. Yeah, absolutely. And, before I talk about Dalton Schultz, just one thing. CJ Stroud, the cool thing about this is that CJ Stroud showed the ceiling and it's only week, it's week nine. Yeah. So nine weeks in the season, we've seen the type of ceiling that CJ Stroud can have. So that's huge. But also with Dalton Schultz, did you let me take this one because he's a former Cowboy? I mean, I know we just saw Noah Brown, same thing. Six for one. There's a lot of reasons why. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why I gave you this one, but please go ahead. But Dalton Schultz, we talked about him. I, I put it in the newsletter like two weeks ago. I think it was. It might have been two weeks ago where it was. Tank Dell is coming back, and in the games where Tank Dell had played, you know, Dalton Schultz, his target share is way down. 
<laughs> Tank Dell comes back. Not only does Tank Dell have a huge game, but now Dalton Schultz has a huge game <laughs> with Tank Dell on the field. So that completely turned that whole narrative on its head about can Dalton Schultz have a role in the receiving game when when there's other weapons in the receiving well, game. Like Nico Collins was the one who ended up, you know, not having the short end of the stick here, despite him having a decent game too. Short end of the stick, 54 yards and a touchdown. Like, obviously, <laughs> that's a little disappointing, granted, given what everybody else did on the Texans, but like that's still serviceable. You're fine with that. It does leave you feeling like there's a little meat left on the bone there if you're Nico Collins' manager. And CJ Stroud throws for 470 yards, you end up with 14 points from your receiver. I get that. But Dalton Schultz, <laughs> he has his best game of the season. Could this continue? I don't want to take too much from this because this is an obviously an outlier game. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see five touchdowns from CJ Stroud every time, but it looks like Schultz has a role where it's not going to be, you know, low ceiling, low floor all the time. He he's yeah. in that conversation. I think he's right in there with Jake Ferguson right now, which is funny. Exactly. He's like, in that like Cowboys. low end, low end QB, low end tight end one conversation, you know, with upside. Yeah, those low-end tight end one conversation, and you feel kind of confident when you put him in your lineup versus other guys like Johnu Smith. I know he had a good game, but it's like low-end tight end one. You don't feel so confident about it. You know, they have yeah. that well, type of upside yeah. there. Yeah, I just yeah, Johnu Smith is just don't, don't even. I don't want to talk about that. Right <laughs> He's now. a product of Arthur um, Smith. Jeez. Devin Singletary, let's talk about the backfield. He was the primary back of this of the Texans, 74% of snaps, but couldn't get anything going. 15 opportunities in this game. <laughs> Didn't couldn't get anything to. going at all. This was like all CJ Stroud in this game, right? Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, big game for Rashad White in this one. 24 touches, 119 total yards, two rushing touchdowns. White has been killing it in PPR over the last three games. Um, this could be a sell-high opportunity. You know, I think either way he can be a PPR RB to the rest of the way. Either way, like he's been extremely efficient in the receiving game, like extremely efficient, um, especially lately. He's been catching like basically everything that comes his way um, yeah. this entire season. So, you know, you can start him in PPR. If you're in standard half point, maybe you want to sell him after this game. But in PPR, like as long as the targets keep coming, that's literally all we care about with Rashad White. Exactly. And with Rashad White, I think the situation is it's like – the, the nice part about the situation is you don't have to sell, but you can. And if you could get something good in return, you know, like you could pull the trigger and you'll be fine. But also, if you hold on to him, there's nothing wrong with holding on to him. This isn't a Gus Edwards situation where the floor could be, it could fall out from underneath him anytime. You know, you're just waiting for the rug to be yanked. And it was pretty much this week. The rug was yanked out from Gus Edwards, but he still had two touchdowns. So it looks all right. But for right. White, this isn't a situation where you're going to have that floor fall out from underneath him. Because he has that receiving work, like you mentioned. So if you hold on to him, it's a net negative. Not net negative. It's a net neutral. And you could yeah. only get like something positive if you would think about moving him. But either way, you're going to be on the upside of whatever you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, really disappointing game from Chris Godwin. Uh, two catches for 16 yards. Uh, by far his worst <laughs> right. game of the season. Uh, much, much better matchup on deck next week uh, against the Titans. But damn, did not see this one coming at all. No. Not at all. And just the receiver room in general. Kate Otten had two touchdowns, so that w wasn't helping their yeah. cause either. You know, no. you think with the Bucs scoring 37 points, there would be more to be said for the receivers, but it just wasn't their day today. It's Rashad White and Kate Otten. So I'm not worried about either of these receivers because it's just, you know, the way that the game went. Um, it should, it maybe it's a little bit concerning because it was a good matchup for Chris Godwin, but it was also a weird game where CJ Stroud threw for 400 some yards, five touchdowns. So, 
take it with a grain of salt, but still, we want to see better from Chris Godwin moving forward. He had a good matchup. He didn't come through. So now it's just like, now what? <laughs> you know, I, I think you're still going to start him, but it, it just doesn't feel like he's that safe of a play at this point. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, and, and Kate Otten, it's interesting because, you know, nine catches, nine targets, six catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Maybe there's something here. You know, he, he's been near a full-time route participation all year long. Uh, six targets, six targets, nine targets over the last three weeks, averaging five catches over the last three weeks. So somewhat interesting, right? Maybe he moves into some, she should be moving into some streaming considerations, you know, moving forward as that right. like, you know, tight end two who you can plug in if you really need somebody. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 